episode of Orodua, Libby Gray is joined by well-known composer and Taungapuro practitioner, Horomona Horo, no Ngāpuhi, no Taranaki Maunga, no Ngāti Exploring Horomona's love for Te Ao Māori and how connecting not only with Taungapuro, but with Te Reo, Miona Tikwanga, was Rongoa in his journey. From freestyling on the streets of Auckland to expressing his oro and accompanying the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra, Horomona was profoundly influenced by hip-hop culture and has combined and fused many different musical genres to express his wairua. Nō reira e te iwi, Mihiana ki a koe, kei te whatukura, e te tungane mau i watea mai i a koe, <laughs> i tō ao puku ki te mahi, ki te whakaora, ki te whakamana i o, I o tātou taonga tukuiho. E mihiana ki a koe, horomona, whakamohio atu ki te ao whakarongo, ko wai koe, no whea koe. Tura taku wairua ki te tehi o oku maunga ka tū taki-taki ngā pai o te maunga tito eo taranaki whakawhitia tūra ki te maunga ka ki te atu ia tamanui te rā hara ko hikurangi ka tau taku wairua ki tero ngā maunga rangatira o te nōta rā ko pūtahi i reira Ka tū hono hono ki te toto whenua i rotu i oku awa, ara i te nota ko wairoro, te taihau auru ko waitotoroa, te tairawhiti ko waiapu. I reira ngā paupau o tōku whakapapapaunamu i rotu i era wahi ki ngāti ue pohatu ki te tairawhiti, ki te uri o hua ki te nota, ara ki ngāti aupoto ki te taihau auru. Arara, ko tōku whakapapa o Taranaki, Ngāti Parau, Ngāpuhi hoki, tēnei au tētahi o Ngāuri, o ero o ngā tūpuna, o Aotearoa nei, ko horomono horo tōku ingoa. Tēnei tamihi ake, ki te whānau whānui e whakarongo mai ana ki tēnei o Ngāreo. Kia ora! 
Thank you again, Tungani. I know you have lots of places to be and we are so time poor because we are so talented in <laughs> all of the mahi that we're doing, right? Um, so it's a pleasure. It is, you know, no mātoua no te whiwhi. No tātoua no te whiwhi. Hau manu o tira ngā kai whakarongo. Ko tāi mai koe ki wānganu ia tātou te rangi nei. Tāngapuoro, you are living and breathing tāngapuoro on the daily you are seen, you are heard, you are looked up to. Horomona horo. Where did Tongapuro start for you? How how did Tongapuro get into the world or te ao or horomona horo? Like many of us, not a lot of us were actually brought up in, in te ao Māori. We were more, like for my upbringing was more of very similar to Gracie in the movie of One Two Warriors. Uh, in many ways. And so uh, being brought up in a whānau, I suppose it was taken away from our ukaipo, mm. our tūranga waiwai, uh, for many varying reasons. And urbanisation and trauma built a lot of um, what resulted in many of our upbringings. You know, I went to 15 schools, got... Um, Kicked out of school at 15, all the teachers signed my leaving certificate before the legal age of 16. Never got expelled or suspended in any of my kura, but number seven of ten kids for my mum. Uh, low socioeconomic, and so it must have, uh, for my teachers at my last kura, it must have said, oh, actually one of the teachers said to me, I remember that, um, you know, as he was signing my leaving certificate, he was saying, yes. Well, um, ones like you will just continue to fill up our incarcerated prisons in New Zealand. And so here you go. You know, and just because people in my family weren't uh, that well off in, in society, it was just one of those things. And, and there was a typical upbringing coming from Kaikohe, coming from the Hokianga, but all the many homes I had were, when I grew up, <laughs> I ended up finding out nearly every one of my homes were the hoods of those particular areas oh. from, you know, Cannons Creek and Wellington, you know, through to, um, of course, Ōtara and Māngere uh, and Kaikohe and the block in Rotorua. Mm. And so all the places that I, that I was brought up in, you had that sort of like societal view of stereotypes of what Māori were. And so many people thought I was in particular gangs. And so, yeah, Taonga Pūoro actually came to me, yeah, well, I suppose when I was at the bottom of the cliff or under the bridges in Auckland. And I ended up moving to my sister's house down in Rotorua and done a number of things, and, and which wasn't the greatest. But what it actually done, it, it, I loved hip-hop. You know, like many young Māoris, I loved hip-hop, loved reggae, loved freestyling. Mm. And so, uh, you know, I loved um, N.W.A., mm. Snoop Dogg, Tupac. At that time, you know, Bone Thugs and Harmony were, were just came out, you know. They'd been old in, in the States, but in New Zealand, it took a little while before the music got here back yeah, then yeah. on a cassette. <laughs> I ended up having these crazy dreams in Rotorua, that really made me get up and, and leave to go back to Kaikohe. And on that trip back to Kaikohe, I ended up jumping on this course, which you had to jump on a waka. And 
for the six weeks you started at one marae, they taught you how to hold a hoi, look after yourself on the waka and everybody else on the waka, all the safety drills and all of that. But then each day would be on the waka, steering it to the next marae up the Hokianga Harbour. And so at each marae that we stayed at, we had to learn a karakia, had learn, continued to learn a waiata and this thing called a whaikorero because uh, I had a bit of a mouth um, you know, I was quick to learn fai or rote learnt. Mm-hmm. And so by the end, I was standing up on the marae and the, the old people would give us the stick thing that had flash carving on it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a toko toko. Mm. But, um, you know, they gave it and, and, you know, I earned the right by the end to hold it and, and speak on behalf of our crew and, and it made me feel really cool. Ooh. You know, I, you know, I actually started lifting my pants up a bit higher because back in those days we had origins and <laughs> and all of those things that you never wore up up above your hips. Ooh. You know, but um, you know, I started learning about this about Tao Māori and, and I loved it. I loved everything and through that um, I jumped in a Rangatahi group called Tihongaki and first time I met other Rangatahi that could actually speak Māori. I thought it was a language for old people. Wow. My, I used to hear my nan and the old people at, um, at home speak Māori, but they were the only ones I would hear. But I met uh, ones like, um, you know, Quinton Hitter, uh, Bennett Pomana and uh, Teremona Rapley because that's when my time just started. In, mm. And, you know, it was starting, it was cool to be Māori. You know, it was cool to be, started hanging out with this rangatahi group and got to meet damn native, Kinkapisi, Urban Pacific, uh, Native Sons and and um, just the old school of reggae music from, you know, Catch a Fire was only starting then and uh, and you had like herbs, you know, those fellas had, had done the, the world wind trip and coming, they used to come back and share their stories and man, for, for us from the, from the streets, we, we loved it. Like, um, I got to meet the ones like Tami Iti, um, Hone Harawera, Annette Sykes, Moana Jackson, and you know, all these people that I was meeting, I was just, it was just buzzing me out that there was a another Maori world because my Maori world was once with warriors. But when I asked my Maori world from these Komato along the Hukianga Harbour, they said, Boy, if ever you have a question. Go to the Taiyol and ask them. They'll reply to you, boy. And I was going, oh, what's a Taiyol, sir? And they're like that. Any environment, just go to the beach, go to the ocean, go to the bush. And if you want to look around, ask the manu, ask the birds, ask the waves, and they'll reply to you. And at that time, I was, I suppose you could easily call it, I was lost. I used to smoke an ounce of weed a day half an ounce of weed a day and 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 that was just the norm. Mm. Um, and so I listened to the, the old fella and, and went to the bush and would look at the trees and say, oh, yeah, so I heard the, the old mm. fella said, what did they say? Oh, yeah, you're a tiny mahuta, eh? And, uh, and they said that if I asked you something that uh, you're going to reply and I've been asking churches my whole life if you can stop my mum from getting the bash. If you could stop my my whanau from drinking this this week, if you could, uh, uh, but I'm at the point now that I don't actually. I just want to end it. Eh? If you can show me something that may will change my mind, I'll stop smoking weed for one week. <laughs> you know, and then within that week, boom, something happened. 
you know. I met these young people, they told me to go to this thing called a Mauraku, Wananga era Marae in Whirinaki. And I was like, oh yeah, oh sweet, Joe. And then at that Wananga, I'll be like holding the stick and learning that, uh, learning potahi, that, you know, you hold it with your mana, mm. which means your pride and your energy and you can use your energy and, and, and make it part of you. And I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, and in the middle of it, I was like, I'll be stopped, put the stick down, raced around where nobody was looking at me going, oh, what's that you, eh? Looking at the, looking at the world around me. What's that you, eh? Fast, this, that. Oh, yeah, sweet. I'm going to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One week, one week. And then not long after, I go, two weeks, if you can show me something even meaner, mm-hmm. you know, and two weeks turned into a month, turned into a year, turned into, you know, we're over 25 years later. Wow. Sitting in this uh, studio, having a kōrero, and when I started asking those questions, I was introduced to Tonga Pūro. It was actually by Hone Harawera's daughter. She had this kōwowo, just like yours, just from a, I think her one was uh, from a beef bone, and it had three holes in it that she'd put up on, to, on her mantelpiece, and I tried to learn it, and it took me ages. I got pissed off with chuck it out her window, <laughs> and then go and get it afterwards, because she going, oh, don't chuck my paw out the window. And I was like, I just can't get it. You know, and when I finally got it, I cried, you know, and it did something to me. And I put it back and then I was given the opportunity to go overseas to a World Indigenous Youth Campaign. I thought I went because of my rapping skills and I could, if they gave me a kaupapa to do, I could rap it, you know. And so there was three of us that went over and represented for our Fifth World Indigenous Youth Conference. And um, over there... One of the other hosts, uh, a sister, Bethany Edmonds, she gifted the people there a flash CD called Teku Te Fe. Mm-hmm. And they put it on. And that was the first time I heard it. I was in Holland. And as soon as the very first sounds come on, my whole body stopped and I was just crying. And everyone was going, Solomon. Because actually, <laughs> you know, people knew me as Solomon <laughs> then. They're like, Solomon, are you okay? And I couldn't talk from the very start of that CD right to the very end, and then when it finished, I asked the hosts, what was that music? And our host looked at me funny going, eh? I was going, where was that music from? And they're like, um, from your island? <laughs> Ain't you Māori? I'm like, yes. And I go, those were Māori instruments. And I was going, you know, and for... Anybody today, they were like, hey, you didn't know that that was Māori. But in that state, you know, I just didn't know where it was from. Mm. And when I found out that it was Māori music, it was from home. When I came back from that day to today, I'm still trying to search for the meanings and still trying to search or still trying, not even trying, but living what I saw when I first heard Te Kutefe being played. It took me another three, four years before I got to meet my two mentors, which was, of course, uh, Papa Hedini Melbourne and uh, Papa Richard Nuns. And, you know, but by the time I met them, you know, I could play Te Kutefe. <laughs> uh, I wrote, learned how to sing 
the waiata on Takuti Fev. And by then, I'd already found a book in the library called Toyapiapi and mm. the cassette that came with it. Mm. And I was that one, yes, sis, I was that one that took it out and didn't take it back to the <laughs> library and paid the fine because I wanted to keep the puka puka mm. and the cassette. I didn't mind paying the fine because that was that was like, I suppose, putting it in the classification, that was like my paipera tapu. Uh, Toyapiapi and um, another cassette from Te Kura o Ruatoki, where Papa Hirini yes. had sung songs of the Kura in Ruatoki. Yeah, and then from there, when I met them, you know, it was like, I suppose, a, a young person waiting for Christmas meeting Hanahoho when I finally got to meet um, Hirini and Richard in Rotorua. Yeah. And um, that was in 2000. I finally got to meet them. Well, I, I, I hear this kōrero tēnā for sharing because it shows that Tonga Pōro and aspects of our Māori was, was your rongoa. Mm. Yeah, was your hina tore, was um, what brought you to where you are today. E mihi ana ki e and just how I think when we have this strong emotional reaction to oro, mm. and you were on another, you know, halfway across the world where you heard this oro, but how cool that in your toto and in your whakapapa, your toto, your whakapapa, your tupuna, your atua, uh, were still and are still very. Uh, tightly woven that you had the strong emotional reaction. Mm. It was like, oh, where, you know, ka, ka puta mai ngā roimata, te māramatanga. Mm. Um, that this was the start to um, an amazing career in Tongapuro. <laughs> yeah, well, because, you know, like from the very beginning, I never knew what it was going to do. Yeah. You know, my um, it had... You know, I, I eventually found, I eventually, of course, it, 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 it's become my rongoa. I didn't know what rongoa was then. Yeah. Um, but um, all I knew is wherever Kaupapa Māori were, I had to be there to learn. And I asked my nan, nan, I want to learn how to speak Māori. <laughs> Her reply was, you want to learn how to speak Māori, Mogo? Bloody stop smoking that tacky wacky oh. stuff in the da 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 you know, call it the head that way. I was like, oh, you know, and you know, I I eventually did, and 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 that was my sacrifice. I thought I'd stop something. I never ever thought I'd do. Yeah. I never ever thought I'd stop. You know, because what kept me alive for a few years in my teens was hip hop. Was that American hip hop? But then when I started meeting the bros and the sisters in New Zealand hip-hop and the revitalization of, you know, the mid-90s through to the year 2000, you know, Aotearoa hip-hop um, was was bringing back stories of old for urban Māori, even rural Māori, but urban Māori that were living on the streets, mm. having the, you know, the inspiration from the likes of Up Posse coming through and, and uh, like Moana Maniopoto, you know, um, a e i o u, mm. uh, uh, it's cool to call it or uh, you know, and um, kia mau ki te reo Māori, yes. you know, we used to love singing it, and 
hard case thing is I eventually ended up in her band, huh? you know, um, known as Moana and the Tribe. And uh, but before then, you know, I used to listen to her as a kid at my parents' parties singing Blackbird, <laughs> pretty little girl, you know, and then ended up, you know, being a part of her tribe, uh-huh. you know. But all of these things, all of these particular things would happen to me for no other reason but for me going to the Taiwan and actually asking and eventually finding out that, you know, um, the Taiwan was me, mm. you know, and then finding out... You know, going to the moana, I'd make sure if I had questions to ask Tangaroa, I had to go to the moana, take off my shoes and socks and put my feet in the, in the moana and say, kia ora papa, kia ora matua, you know, and say, oh, I've got a question. And, you know, so fire away to fire away my mamai or my, my query to the moana. And then one of the things I had to do if I did that was hikoi along the moana and pick up the rubbish. Mm. Because in giving back... Or, 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 you know, cleaning up the environment, it sort of like let me know, well, he'll let me know that my my question, my the intention is real, that I'm not just going and asking for yeah. everything and not giving anything yeah. back in reply. Yeah, chucky. And, and everywhere I was going, those things, I'd make sure it would happen. And But because, you know, as I said earlier, my sacrifice was giving up weed, giving up all that stuff that I, I was normal for me. And so, you know, I'd ask questions, but then still have to go and get a kai. So I'd take my nephews and nieces to get some watercress or puha alongside mm. of the road in Kaikohe. And then some birds would come down while I was playing my kowowo that was made from a bone from a hangi. Start playing it and the bird would come down and I'd see them and go, oh, it's just with jaws, just with jaws. <laughs> Carry on playing. But then my nephews and nieces were, uncle, uncle, far out, that's cool. I was like, what? That, that little bird's come... Dancing in front of us while you were playing your whistle thing, <laughs> you know, it's like what you can see that. They're like, yeah, uncle, pretty cool. They're like, can you do it again? Hey, look, it's sitting on the fence. Cool. And then I test it out, you know. And then the react, the communication started getting stronger, and I was just like, whoa, you know, other people can actually see it, mm. you know. And and so when I met Hirani and Richard in Rotorua, you know, and started doing wānanga with them. And them sharing the stories, even though, uh, you know, the story that you hear about Hinero Katori and her Faritu Ngongo and, and, and the story of the chrysalis and, and the creation and the voices of Hinero Katori, you know, it, it connected to me running away from my family mm. because of the life that I was leading in that way. Ran, I, I ran away from my family and ended up on the streets and rekindling my energy or finding, refining my Tao Māori through the journey that I was taking, you know, it led me in the best possible direction when I reflect back on it because when I ask questions about what's this tenoranga, tiritanga, you know, I'd end up hitchhiking to Wānanga and meeting Moana Jackson and then just falling in love with his voice mm. because he was able to explain the most complicated political arguments in a story about his maunga in Kahungunu mm. and sharing the story of the spring waters of his maunga and it just hitting you right in the heart. You know, even though back in those days I was up at Waitangi listening to this fella and then next to him was that short fella with the moko all over his face and then I eventually got to meet Papatame mm. and, you know, with all of these matua and Annette Sykes and all these people that I was meeting, you know, they were like my aunties. 
you know, and, and I, I built a respect and I made sure if I want to see them again, I've got to be on to it. I've got to make sure, like they're saying, rangatahi ma, there's these kaupapa that you really want to be a part of it, you know, me u ki te kaupapa, you know, me faito mana motuhake. And so I've made sure to learn te reo Māori. I made sure what would help me that, and, and my thing was most of my, most of my mates were going towards hip-hop and when I fell in love with Puro, no one was, not a lot of people were in that, in that area and so that's what I picked up. And, and I fell in love with trying to find the answers that I was hearing over in Holland. And, um, yeah, it's led me in so many directions that for some people, they look at me as a musician of Taonga Puro. It, it helped me live. Yeah. You know, I'm one of those ones that have attempted, that when I was younger, attempted um, giving it all up and food tao Māori for me. I know for everyone it's different. But for me it was... I know, finding my ao Māori that helped me find that hinātore, helped me find that spark, that flame, that ahikomo, And since finding it, it's, it's warmed my heart and it, it's kept me warm. It's allowed me to have a family. You know, mm. I never thought when I was younger on the streets that I actually lived to have kids. And when I made it to my 21st and could tell my mum the day after, after the party... <laughs> That you know, I was going to be a father. For my mum, she had heaps of mokos already, but for me, I was like, in my head, I was like, far out. Then I'd go back to the moor and have my own tonguey and say, thank you for, for it's going to be freaky being a papa. You yeah. know, and I delivered all my babies, and it was thanks to the journey and the stories from our tupuna and being able to have this gift of, of using taonga puro as the key. Uh, as their messenger, as you know, I've met some awesome whānau in, in Homanu, in, in, in our Homanu whānau. After meeting Hirani and Richard, I got to meet um, a lot of whānau like Papa Joe Malcolm, known as Kowowo Joe in Tiarawa, you know, who was an integral part of the revitalization of Taonga Puro. I got to meet Papa Ranginui Keith, who was a crack up every time we got together and just sat and would listen to his stories about his journey of, you know, carving Puro. And by that time, I was meeting a lot of people at Waikato University because that's where Papa Hirini and, and Richard would base themselves. And, and then, you know, got to meet Rangirea Headley and the beautiful thing about Rangiria for me is she was one that would always make, even though she may not have even known, was my own story playing in my head is whenever I came across Rangiria, she had this energy about her that, you know, in the beginning for me was quite confronting, you know, because she was like this real full-on traditionalist or that's how I viewed her. About and she loved kapahaka. She loved Tangapuro, and she was one of those Maoris for me, for my for my house. She was like this real Maori auntie that was brought up to our Maori, and I'm this this young street street kid fella that's just come across Tangapuro, and hey boy, who are you? Hey boy, what's your what's your knowledge on Tangapuro, boy? You know, yeah. How willing are you? Able? What are you willing to sacrifice to be on this hiding of Tangapuro, boy? And so, whenever I met with her, I'd always say, I'm going to be meeting Rangia. So, 
make sure I know the quarter of Bahinara Katindi. Um uh, I've gotta know at least two or three different uh more teate and how to play them with the fucker tangi tangi because if she sings one of them, she's gonna say, Oh, is that all you know, hey boy? What's <laughs> another one? <laughs> you know, and so I was building up the story, but over the years, you know, um she taught me a lot about making sure no matter what presentation, concert, wānanga, anything that you're doing and representing Tonga Pūro for, make sure you've got your backup with you every single time. Mm. And so what I would do, thanks to her, is no matter what I would do, whether it was a wānanga presentation, kōrero, concert, or just a wānanga in public with different whānau, is I would always look and picture my nanny and koro sitting right next to the front row mm. or sitting in amongst the circle that we were in doing a video interview, marae interview, radio interview or whatever. I'd always picture my nanny and them there right next to me uh, and making sure that if they were listening, um, I would know that I would have to speak tika because they'll bite my ears <laughs> if I spoke tika, you know, and... We all have our own truths and um, you can never judge a book by its cover. I know a lot of people over the years with me playing Taonga Pūro. I didn't know a lot of people when I first started playing. All I knew was Papa Hirini and Papa Richard. But because they did this competition called the Unison Concerto, which I won the first one. You know, I won the first one. It was cool because all I was thinking about is, after the competition, the very next day, you got to have a wānanga with Hirini and Richard. And because that's where I met them, I was just like, like, a, I'm gonna win. like I was like <laughs> Charlie meeting Willy Wonka. Mm. You know, I was like, whoa, I get to meet Hirini. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then I went to their table the next day. I was going, oh, that's on page three of Toy Api Api. Oh, that's the one on, on track number two in Te Oh, that's, you know. And Hirini and Richard were looking at me going, is this boy okay? <laughs> but it gave me a second life, you know. I, and being a father, being able to deliver my babies, you know, people always ask me, "Where's the best? What's the best experience you've had?" And you know, and I, and people talking about concerts and stuff like that. But for me, you know, seeing my babies born and my hands, the first hands to hold after bursting the the waters, uh, and and holding my pipi and wrapping them up and going outside and giving a mihi to the hoe fire and hearing the taiao reply. Kare me atu. Kare me atu and, and how we can express that gratitude to our ao marama, to our ao huri huri, to our ao tūroa, to this ever evolving world we're living in is just always remember to um, reflect and and you know. To acknowledge, you know, the the ones that have been before, um, and the stories that that we hold, that that give us the inspiration to aspire mm. to be those tupuna, mm. you know. Because I know, she said, was it Tina Ngata or one other tuahine from the coast, or they they uh, heard them in in the interview saying, you know, uh, or something like, you know, uh, what type of tupuna do you want to be? What, what what legacy are we going to hold? And if you can hold a legacy for the next generation um, using the taonga tuku iho that they have left us and leave that positive footstep where another whiri or fenu or a takirua 
uh, we're, we're part of the Potama design or the Niho Tanifa or the Mangopare in the carvings of our Tupuna Fare that represent those stories. And one of the biggest things that we're doing at the moment through Homanu Collective is with Hirini and Homanu when they created it in the 80s and 90s, you know, they brought out the voices of our Tupuna through our Tangaporo mm. and the stories that are encapsulated in them. And for us being that second generation, the next generation, continuing the voice and the stories of Taonga Puoro, the beautiful thing about them is, you know, our stories is, you know, reflecting on the stories of the past, but also, you know, sparking the fire for new stories. So our mokopuna in four or five generations' time can reflect back to, you know, Irira tetahi fire, no ue pohatu, no fire libi great on the ingoa, oh, Irira tetahi purako, you know. And, you know, if we're able to do that, um, and them picking up that tumutumu, picking up that putatara, to kokiri the sound, to wiri wiri that sound, whakahaua to tera reo. Um, for the stories to be encapsulated, oh, the mahi that we've been entrusted by our tūpuna to carry out, you know, is, mm. can be done. And yeah, through, throughout my journey, of one of the first whakatoki that has been like my tā niko niko on my korowai that I carry is one from Te Puya Herangi. Now, I didn't know it was her at first, but um, moving to the Waikato and hearing about all these whakatoki she created and seeing that one come up, I was like, where? That's why I've come back to the Waikato, to give her a big me. <laughs> was um, ko te ohongake o taku moimoia, ko tera te pua waitanga o te whakaro. Mm. You know, because in my journey, there's been so many awakenings that is... Um, enabled me to grow and like anything you know we always just because we're growing it's never a perfect growth you know we fall over we trip over sometimes we bang our head so hard that we don't know how to get back on track you know and you know um it's it's not an easy easy track and and some people have the stereotype oh it gets better as you go no 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 <laughs> it's a work in progress <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know and and but as we go, you know, it's in 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 Taungapuro, if you're jumping in Taungapuro uh, to make money, well, um eharatene te huarahi moi. <laughs> you know, but you end up creating a kete full of richness of pūrako, um, of connection with people. And I hate saying network, but it's whakafanaungatanga, you know, and, and ever since I started this journey, uh, you know, I, I couldn't speak to Reo Māori. Was, the only words I could say was aroha mai, kia ora. Mm. Uh, I, could, I could say the karakia tēneo, tēneo. And, um, but as soon as I started learning what I was actually saying in my karakia and in my whai kōrero saying whakarongo hakeau ki te tangi o te manu tui, 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 tui. And then I found out what that meant. I was just like, where? I am that manu chair. You are already 
already communicating with the Taiyao. You know, this is something that you have been doing, I feel like, from the get-go, even before the inception of Taonga Puro into your world. Um, with the corridor that we are sharing uh, in this podcast, you have lots of um, parts or walls or winds of Taupuro, and I can say that you specialise in this um, this part of Taupuro, this part of Taupuro, uh, this part of Tongapuro. But for you, for Horomona Horo, where or what do you see? Your, how do you see yourself in Tongapuro? What do you specialise in, Itao Tongapuro? Um, I love using Fakatoki and. Uh, as you know, sis, in, in Haumanu, we have uh, a whakatauki ko te piko o te mahuri, koia te tipu o te rākau, he rito tangata, he mauri oro, he mauri reo, he mauri ora. And um, I suppose where, where my pūkenga lay with taonga pōro is hope I'm a student or I'm a peer, a tauira, of being a weaver. Mm, a yes. weaver of vibration and frequency. Um, not for any specific skill set, but I just love Taungapuro. And I've been a tutu of Taungapuro for 25 years now, and I've done a bit of everything. Yeah. Um, people always say, oh, you're a musician. I'm like, oh, Taihua, it's not just about being a musician. And I've loved being a musician with Taungapuro. I've had the honour and, uh, and the privilege to play with play Taungapuro with some of New Zealand's best and greatest musicians, singers, songwriters, composers. Uh, you know, even this year, uh, a beautiful surprise was winning mm. an Apra Silver Scroll for best music and film composition for playing Taungapuro for the movie Finna. And, you know, for that, I I just asked the whanau if they wanted some taonga pūro in it <laughs> because she was our nanny from Hokianga. And I'd, I'd be honoured if they wanted if they wanted pūro. And then not long after I got the call, I, I got to give big ups to Ngātai Huata and Paula Jones. Yes. You know, they're key people in there and, and got to work alongside Dana Lund, who was the film composer for the for 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 Finna and um these little hua um are there for us to see and and for anybody that's out there that that's starting their journey with Taonga Port or I'd say just you know keep an ear out keep an eye out keep your vibrations out for the tohu that are given to you because mm. you don't always see them Sometimes you hear them, sometimes you feel them, and they'll guide you in the right direction. They'll get you to meet people along your journey. And, you know, if you want to be the the bestest, the greatestest um, so, uh, storyteller in the world, you can. Now, if you want to create a piece of music with Taonga Puro for the world to listen to and to hear the story of your people, you can. Mm. Don't let anybody stop you. And the only one that can stop you is yourself. Um, in, in my journey, you know, one of my kōtiro actually, I've got three beautiful tamariki and, and my youngest was trying to get me to watch horror movies with them and I didn't really like watch them but she's going, so Papa, what are you scared of? 
what do you fear? And I was going, well, to be honest, miss, uh, what I fear the most is myself. Because as much as I've been able to, all the things that I've been able to do that have been positive in my world, I've got the same potential to do the opposite. And it's not that watching a scary movie is going to do anything, but, um, you know, the actions that I do hopefully will reflect um, something that's positive rather than negative. And along the journey, you meet people that are envious uh, and, and that want a bit of what you've got, you know. And one thing I always learnt with Papa Hedini, now he was a prolific songwriter, a prolific guitar player, te reo Māori exponent, everything. But the little conversations that I got to have with him, being his peer, being his student, um, was really just the small conversations we would have. And you know, he'd say, no matter who the person is, when you're learning about Taonga Pōro, you know, ko te tuatahi, ko ngā pūrākau he pūrākau Māori, he whakapapa Māori, ko ngā waiata Māori, ko te hau kaputa he hau Māori, ahakoa ko te tangata, ka whakatangi hea, he Māori, he Pākeha, he Hainamana, he Wiwi, he Aharanei, ko te Whatu Manoa, me te ngākau mahaki o te mahi, a ka hoki ki a hine raukatauri, hine pute hua, hine moana. And a lot of my kaitiaki have been those atua wahine, and my nannies have been sort of like my backbone in my journey. When I needed to meet some nannies in my journey, man, I got to meet two of the best nannies a person could have, and Rose Pere and Hine Wirangi Kohu. Mm. You know, and in my journey, whenever I felt that I needed something from a particular world, I'd have my nannies, my nanny from up north, with me all the time, and but I'd get a get a all or uh, something from Fire Rays and say, you know, and then go to her fare and. The wānanga would have at her whare would be something you just wouldn't expect, but being in her presence was just the greatest gift. Mm. Um, and being in amongst, hearing kōrero from hine wērangi, whether it is uh, about the voices of our tīnana, whether it is about the voices of her journey, or whether it is about her, uh, you know, really letting me know where our voices are as people, and he mana tō te wahine, he mana tō te tāne, he mana tō te whānau, mm. and that's how we can uphold that, being a tāne, being a wahine, being a whānau, and all of those things that... Me ngā hononga i wānganui yeah. a koutou, you know, and I think in, in all of the kōrero that we have shared, that you have shared with with me and our listeners and uh, our part of Haumanu is the ability to tui tui the mahi, your, the hononga whakapapa, the hononga, not just whakapapa or te autuoro, but your whakapapa, where you have come from, and to tui tui all of the experience that you've had um, and paonga puoro for ngā uri whakatupu, mm-hmm. so that we have um, better informed uri tamariki mokopuna that they are 
ancestralized, decolonized, uh, re-indigenized, whichever woke kupu is used for these days, um, <laughs> but to normalize uh, our tonga tukuiho, uh, tēnei ao tonga pūro, uh, ki te whare uh, o tira ki roto ki a koe. Hmm. E mihi ana, kai te tungane. We've shared aspirations, which was one of our partai um, aspirations for future Tonga Puro, um, and how we are strengthening in the iwi to be able to uphold this. Um, but are there any? You do so much in Te Puro. Te Tonga Puro has taken you across oceans and a, and across. Uh, various winds of Tafiri Matea. It's taken you in the Taiao and in recording studios. It's uh, Taonga Puro has come come off the paper and you know from the pen into the light and into life. Just in your short time here in Taonga Puro, is there anything that you are wanting for our say in five years' time and ten years' time and then for your moko, moko, mokopunas to come. <laughs> well, the beautiful thing about our taonga tuku iho, for me it was taonga puoro. Uh, for some of my brothers and sisters along my journey, it has been a tefa tefa, it has mm. been a poi, it has been a taniko we from muka, it has been standing on the marae holding the tukutuku of the tukuna. What it does show, though, is when I first started playing Taonga Puro, now I was told by my own family, you know, what's that going to do for you, boy? It's not going to get you anywhere. Now, it's taken me, as you said, all around the world. I've been able to play with symphony orchestras, with contemporary bands and mm. festivals and places all around the world from, you know, the Great Wall of China all the way through to, you know, New York City. Um, and I've uh, performed with uh, full symphony orchestras and you know, in, in gatherings that commemorate our soldiers from the Anzacs over in Istanbul um, all the way through to, you know, um, jamming at WOMADS here in Aotearoa. Um, and one of the beautiful things that, that's been one of my challenges as I always tell people, man, if I can do it, damn anybody can. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, all it takes Look is Look at me now. Yeah, <laughs> all it takes is drive because you know, when I was when I was that fifteen year old that was given these papers that were signed by all my teachers mm. that said I was good for nothing, gonna be another uh, name on the list of prison inmates through to you know, even some of my own family not sort of like believing in me to do anything. Reflecting back on our history and, and, and our journey as Māori and also my other areas of whakapapa being from England and Scotland and Portugal and all those other places, you know, we're fruit salad. The best of all the beautiful fruits <laughs> of the world, that's us. <laughs> and we get to share that through music. Mm. We get to share that through story, through healing and biggest thing for me really is whatever you do using the taonga tuku iho that has been gifted to you is 
use them with the best intention because when you can do that, the tayao will let you know and will respond. And although the response won't be in monetary, (laughs) 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 like in the world of being a music, in the world of music, Taungapuro is a niche market, (laughs) you know, and there's certain things that, you know, you certain doorways you get into and other doorways that they are unsure on where to put you, mm. um, you know. But uh, looking at it from a Māori viewpoint, Taungapuro is our world, um, you know. It holds the vibrations and frequencies of our story, whether it's from our waha, whether it's from our tinana, uh, whether it's from our hau, uh, mm. whether it's from us becoming one with another entity of our world. Uh, whether it's rākau, koiwi, anga, wai, paru, kuta, whatever. Um, and for those seeking to find a journey, you know, it's hard to reflect in one podcast. Yeah. But one thing that I do when I when I do different mahi, I always say, you know, embrace your hōtutu. <laughs> you know, embrace your hōtutu, your raweke and your nanakia because they will teach you where your boundaries are. Because we tend to cross them often, but there'll be people there that'll help you put yourself on track and allow you to learn. That's where our learning comes from. When you see something you love, you're going to tutu and make sure you know how to do it, learn those schools. And then that's from learning a song that you love in kapahaka or, or, or in contemporary music, if you love the song, you're going to be rapping it, you're going to be singing it, mm. whether it's in the shower, at the moana, or even jumping up at the marae, you know, singing a Macy Rika song to your whanau saying, yeah, I can sing it. Yeah, and I think the beauty of um, having access to the likes of Haumanu Collective and the mahi that we do uh, going out into the rohe is that if we are wanting to start, you know, if we're wanting to grow this passion or this taonga tukuiho or te taonga puoro, then we have the ability to come into contact with experts like yourself, running wānanga and practitioners um, like yourself, running wānanga to be able to give access, uh, which then in turn um, helps to give yourself the permission to have that access. Mm. Yeah. E mihi ana koe, kia koe uh, e horo, e tungane, um, oh, it's amazing. I always love doing these mahi because uh, it, it, it brings out my inner nanakia. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, how to do. <laughs> My um, and I hope to um, want to explore even more of our old Tonga Puro. Uh, last final question: Anything? Any tips? Hey, Fakakapi. Um, I suppose if you feel a passion, an inkling, something spurring inside of you, and that that's that's you know, magnetising your manawa, your, your ngāko towards Taungapuro. You know, Taungapuro, as, as what's been already said, is, is it's not just about the playing. <laughs> you know, for some it's actually their mahi is in the carving and sharing, carving those stories through mangopare, uno nahi designs and koru and, 
and Goiri and and for some when I first came across Puro seeing Papa Hedini and Richard's Taonga embellished with Kainga being little korowais that were made from the the Marekura of the Farepora, um all of those tohunga weavers that that would weave little f- kete for their kōwauwau, for their putātara, you know, each taonga tukuihu of our tūpuna is connected to everything. Mm. When you look at our whare, a lot of those things that are encapsulated in our whare from the kōwhaiwhai, the carvings, the tukutuku panels, the whāreki, are all in taonga pūoro. Yes. We are those conduits that bring those visualizations into the audio world and allow our ears to serenade on those vibrations and frequencies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a beautiful world, our Taungapuro world. And as Haumanu Collective are growing, because we are a big whanau, and, um, you know, I just really tell people out there that, you know, that are listening, jump on haumanucollective.com, see where the next wānanga is, the next workshop, have a listen to these uh, Ororua podcasts and, you know, reach out and ask the question because um, it only takes one question to take that step forward in building your journey and opening your pathway to Taungapuro and eventually uh, to the area that you want to hone your skill set into, mm. whether it is the playing, the weaving, the carving, the storytelling, or even being an avid listener and adding the sounds of puro to your yoga, to your meditation, to your midi midi, to the taonga you already possess. And so the world of taonga puro is open to anybody that is open to hear its story and it comes from within. And so kuera taku mo wa katuku mihi uh, ki era whatukura, ki era mareikura, nā rātou tēnei huarahi i huakina mo tātou i tēnei wā. Uh, ka mihi ake ki era o ngā pau o tēnei mahi. Nā te toko maha, ka koreau e whakahua tia ngā ingoa katoa. Mm. Engari, mōhio pai tātou uh, i era o ngā uh, tūpuna, kua whetūrangitia. Uh, ki era o ngā kaumātua kuia e ora tonu ana i tēnei wā, e pupuri, e mau nei ki era o ngā uh, mekira era o ngā ponga, e tauana ki runga i te whenua, uh, e pupuri nei tēnei kaupapa o haumanu, tēnei kaupapa o ngā taonga pūoro. Uh, mā koutou e whakarongo ana, nau mai hara mai ki te ao pūoro, uh, kei konei te tahi whanau, Ka maui a koe mo ake tonu atu i ngā piki, me ngā heke, me tērā reo, ka uh, mō tete atu, ka tangitangi atu, ka kōkiri atu, ka pāu atu, ki a rongo ai te au. Nō reira hei whakakapi i tēnei o ngā reo, uh, nei rā te tahi paku waiata, ka tākoha atu ki o koutou taringa. While he's getting ready, I just want to um, take the time to mihi to you, Horo, for mou i whakahuainga i ngō tino karea roto, te wōrokohanga o te ao taungapuro ki roto ki akoe. And I just want to do a big mihi to, um, to your tinana, 
to your ears for hearing um, our tayao, to the tayao for communicating um, and having that honunga with you to show you that, um, that to, to be in this space, to be in this light and to stay here um, because anei tō ara. Um, anei tō ara i tēnei ao o te, ta, o te puoro. Um, and I just want to do a big mihi tua atua. Thank you atua for uh, communicating with our horo and for um, e, e, e kaha whakautu i ngā pātai i, I tō um, i tō wai te taiao um, yeah, kia rongo tonu tātou te ao Māori, te iwi Māori um, te ao katoa uh, I, I tō tangi um, i tō reo um, yeah, e mihi ana no mātou no te maringanui uh, no mātou uh, te ao Māori te maringanui mei kore ake um, ko tata atua <laughs> me ki kwa kore koe i tēnei rangi so e mihi ana Ta-da! Uh-huh.